Welcome to the Sisters Like Us podcast. I'm Lakin. And I'm Allie. And we're here to share our perspectives as sisters from two different generations. So grab a glass of wine or a bottle and let's dive in. Cheers. Cheers. Welcome to episode 19 of the Sisters Like Us podcast. Yes. We thought we would do an episode on dating and relationships. And this is one of those topics we thought we would try to tackle from our generational perspectives, but it also just kind of happens in terms of timelines. It almost doesn't matter what generation you are. Mm. Dating changes over time regardless. Yeah. Right? But it impacted us at different points in our lives. Yeah. So I don't even know where to start. I guess let's go back. Let's start when dating kind of starts, which is like high school, if you can even call that dating. I mean, I'll stop you right there. Oh. My first ever boyfriend was sixth grade. You know, I technically had a quote-unquote called him my boyfriend too in middle school, but does that really count? Well, I forced him to ask me out <laughs> via my, my Pantech flip phone. <laughs> he threw up in class, so I broke up with him. <laughs> Hold on. Before you get to the breakup, why did you want to... Because I liked him. He, he, like, wouldn't ask me out. I remember texting him from the front of the bus while he was in the back of the bus, like... Did you ever actually go on a date with this guy? No. We were, like, 14... <laughs> 13. 14? I definitely think I went on like a quote unquote date. No, in my first school. date was until middle or high school. Do you feel like anybody actually was like seriously dating in high school or it was just like I, convenience? I actually have a fairly strong opinion Ooh. about high school dating. I didn't date in high school. I mean, I know I just said I went on a date, but I went on. I, okay, I went on dates. But you didn't school, have like a relationship. But I didn't have a boyfriend in high school because. Quite honestly, like, no. Like, I don't think it's worth it. Like, I know there are certain couples that do, like, our high school sweethearts and do get married and whatnot. Yep. Love that for them. Yeah. I kind of always had the perspective of you date to break up. I always kind of had that mindset, and that's why I never really got into a relationship. I just never, like, I had In high school, you mean? You date to break up? Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I think that's that's logical because it's just not realistic. Here's the reason also why I think it's not realistic. I agree with you, but my perspective is more from you are going to change. I am not the same person I was in high school. And so that's not something I think I knew then, but I know now hindsight that the person that I was in high school is not who I am now. And so somebody that I could have been in a relationship with them, which I did have a high school boyfriend and he was a fantastic guy, but it like, it was good for what I was then. I don't, I don't know him now. So I don't know. Yeah. That's a really good point. You change a lot in those years. And I mean, I could argue you even change a lot and you don't have to argue like in your early twenties, you change drugs. Oh, great. No, that's what I mean. I mean, from the time that you're in high school, the time they graduate high school at 18 until you change a lot almost every year. Mm-hmm. And so if you find somebody that you, that changed with you, yeah. awesome. Love that for you yeah. because you, that's not, that doesn't go away. I'm still changing all the time. And I have just found somebody who's, I'm definitely getting ahead of myself, but values and priorities line up with mine. Let me say it a little bit differently. The things that aren't going to change. Not that your priorities can't change because they absolutely can, but there are still like values and priorities of mine that won't change. Yeah. And he 
lines up with me on those. And so that's why I am confident that even if I do change in that another way, we still are a good fit. Whereas that was definitely not true at 16. I mean, I even think college dating is also unrealistic. Like college... Okay, well, before we get to your college, because your college involved dating apps. They already existed at that point, right? I mean, yeah, but I didn't use them. Really? I mean, okay, there was like Tinder, but people didn't... But like Hinge, Bumble, those didn't exist when you were in college? Not until like halfway through college at least. Let me do the math. So let's continue timeline-wise for a second. For me, I was in a serious relationship for actually a lot of college and then into a couple of years graduating college. So that's when I felt like a lot of my friends were using dating apps. And like, yeah, Tinder was pretty much the the big one at that time. But I feel like the other ones came out. And then we broke up 2015. And I definitely was on Hinge in 2015. Really? Well, then maybe, okay, I could, I could say, okay, yeah, maybe Bumble, definitely Tinder. I just don't remember Hinge. Maybe Hinge is more for, like, early 20s. Yeah, not the college kids. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because maybe Hinge was more, if you have never used a dating app in your life, Hinge, you have to have somewhat of a connection through Facebook, so you have to link up your Facebook account, and there has to be some connection. Hinge has to be able to, you have a friend of a friend of a friend. Like you have to be able to link. Yeah, that's the concept. So it definitely skews more towards a generation that uses Facebook. I don't think it does that anymore. Oh, okay. Well, that's definitely what it did. Because I definitely did not hook my Facebook up to it. All right. Well, that's changed. (laughs) That's definitely what it used to be. Unless I'm mixing it up with a different app. But I'm pretty sure that was like, that's the hinge. And Hinge, like that there is a, there is a connection. Clearly I don't know a lot about Hinge. <laughs> yeah. Or, okay. So then, so I feel like dating apps did exist, but you didn't use them in college. No, I could even argue that college is more of a time not to date. Agree. And like college is like, you should have fun. Yeah. Like, I definitely wish I wasn't in a long-term relationship in college. I kind of like felt bad for the people that I yeah. knew that were in relationships when I was in college. And not even just because we broke up. Like, I still wish I had actually been single in college and, like, enjoy college a little bit more from that perspective than been in a serious relationship. Yeah. Because, to be honest, so I think what what dating comes down to is it's meeting other people to figure out somebody that you connect with and have those values. And there's no other time in your life that you are going to meet more people in a confined space likely than college. Yeah, 100%. I would agree. And so it is this opportunity to meet and then therefore date a lot of people. And I do think there's a lot of benefit, personal opinion, in dating and meeting lots of different people to see what you click with and what's important to you. I don't like dates. There, that's fair, but... It's so awkward. I have to be honest. I don't think you're. it's easy to figure out what is important to you and what you want in a relationship without dating. What was your first date? Ever? Yeah. Oh, geez. I'll say mine. Mine was super cliche. He picks me up in his pickup truck. Really? No. In a suburb of Chicago, a pickup truck. No. Okay. Uh, Yeah. He picked me up, came to the door, shook my dad's hand. The real, the real deal. Um, Shout out Jake O'Hara if you're listening. (laughs) He's definitely not. Um, We went to the movie theater. We saw the movie... Don't breathe. 
where it's like, if you, I don't need to explain. If you've seen it, you've seen it, whatever. And so it was like a little bit spooky. It was weird. It was a weird day. It was super awkward. And did you do dinner first or no? Just straight yeah, to the movies. Yeah, we actually did. We did grab a bite, but then I ran out of the car because I got scared. That was my first date, and then my my next date wasn't until like I don't even think I ever went on another date until. Well, I don't know. If, I can't remember my first date, and so I don't know if that's just because it wasn't memorable or because it was that long ago. <laughs> I don't. I like forget about mine, and then clearly I don't because I just gave you yeah. the entire timeline. You remember what movie you saw? Yeah. So no dating apps really for you in college? No, not really about it. I definitely had a period of dating apps between my ex and then my now husband. Who Actually, I lied. I totally used them. I don't know. I don't I don't like them. I don't use them for what they're for. I guess. I I go on them, swipe. I like all my notifications are turned off on them, so That's I would fair. I would never know. That someone's messaging you. I'll like go into it. And I'll be like, "Oh crap! I have six messages." I mean, I'm very anti notifications on my phone, but I also think that if you want to be actively dating, you you need to be actively dating and you need to commit to it. And here's the thing: there are lots of dreams and like you have this ideal vision of like I'm gonna meet the love of my life at this like perfect it's like called a meet cute. Yes, exactly a meet. Cute. When you meet someone in a cute way. I wish I could tell you that that's going to happen. That was like an ad. But sometimes it doesn't. And so sometimes you have to use the dating apps. I'm not, I'm not a, I don't need to meet someone organically. Like, I don't care. Do you know how many couples I work with that are? That met on, yes. yes. Well, so we just need to get you to use the dating apps like they're supposed to be used. I don't know. So... To continue on the meet cute conversation, though, I did meet my husband in a cute way. We both went to the University of Texas in Austin, but we did not meet there. I'm a year older than him, and it's a big school, and our paths never crossed, which I think is totally fine. He's always like, I wish we had met in college. I'm like, I do not. We were different people then. I don't know that I would have had it's, – it's all me. It's all my issue. I don't think I was – in a place to value the things that were important to me when I was 20. Yeah. And so we were at an alumni event in New York City, and we met at a UT alumni event in New York. He likes to remind everybody it was a chili cook-off. It was the event. I always just tell people, oh, an alumni event. And he always yeah. jumps in, oh, it's a chili cook-off. Yeah. Okay, Sam. So yeah. The important details. The details. And so it wasn't until, like, my senior year of college so I hadn't had a relationship my entire life, and then I got into a relationship right at the end of my senior year of college, which was like a really big time in my life. Like, yes. there was a lot going on. Which I told you in that moment, regardless, that that transition from being in college, I mean, on the last episode, we briefly touched on, like, being on your own financially. There is so much change I mean, that goes... it hit me like an actual yes. semi-truck. Like, I, again... Mental health is something that we can talk about in another episode, but I didn't identify anxiety in my life until that moment. Like, there wasn't any physical symptoms of anxiety that I had until I graduated college. Because it's just, it's like, it almost feels like you just jumped off a cliff. Yeah, depending on the situation that you're in, and I think we may have mentioned this before, we are very lucky that our parents did support us financially through college. 
you got free tuition because your dad was a professor. My parents paid for my tuition and they covered our room and board. And we did have to cover like our fun. We paid for our sororities and like the fun stuff, but they did cover our general life expenses through college. And so to go from a life where somebody is there, like financially covering every necessity in your life, as well as here's what you're supposed to do. You go to class, you get grades, you, the end, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody telling you what to do to like, you are the adult and you get to make all the decisions. Yeah. I mean, I could kind of list, you know, the major things that was, were happening. My job was fairly unstable. I was graduating college. I was in a new relationship of relationship that a kind of relationship I've never been in before. I lost two friendships. I had, I was running my first wedding at my job the weekend after I graduated, running it completely by myself. So all of those things, and also I had just put on a month, a month and a half earlier than that, the biggest event in my sorority that was a 200 person event. I just was going, going, going and burning myself to a crisp and not, I didn't have my priorities straight. So it honestly probably wasn't the best time to get to be in a relationship. relationship. Yeah. And, like, I don't regret their relationship. I think it was great. But, you know, it lasted a little bit less than a year. And I'm, I learned a lot from it. That is what relationships, bef- like, are for. You learn. And, I, and, and I get that, you know, it is for learning. But I also had never gone through, like, a heartbreak. which That's fair. That's which fair. Which was, like, wow, that's not a joke. That is literally the worst thing ever. And Mom always says this is why they write songs about it. And I understand that now. Um, like everyone writes songs about it, but I think, you know, getting into that place where I'm ready to like take that risk again is, didn't come as easy to me. I feel like as it comes to other people, I don't know if that's, that that could be true. I'm not, not, when I am encouraging you to use the apps and go on dates. No, I totally get what you mean. And I, it's just like to date and to get to like, even if it's a good date or a bad date, just to like. Date. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I'm not that. telling you to jump into a relationship tomorrow. That's not no, what I'm I telling you. No, and I get that. And like my friends have told me that too. But like I think this past year, I spent a lot of time working on myself, and I still think I'm in that part of my life. I don't need someone else. That's fair. I'm not again opposed to like starting to date, but it's just not a huge priority right now. I understand all of those things you just said, and I want to let you know you can 100% continue to work on yourself and date, and be in a relationship, and get married. Like, you will always be a work in progress, and that is okay. And as long as you find a partner who respects that and understands that, right. that you're always going to be developing and changing and, and growing as a as you. But if it's not a priority for you, it's not a priority, and that's okay. I just think that you definitely don't need to have the mindset that every date is like, oh, could I date this person for a year? Like, really? Date one is, could I see myself going on a second date yeah. with this person? That's it. Yeah, that's fair. That's it. It's You have your deal breakers, and I've explained this to Allie before. This is how I viewed dating and how I think, it, especially in hindsight, would recommend to my little sister, my advice to my little sister, is you have your deal breakers. What are the non-negotiables? You know, smoking or non-smoking, any kind of animals, allergies, any kind of physical features, height, Obviously, location, I mean, unless you're willing to do a long distance. And, like, that might be it, right, in terms of, like, a I will not go on a date with you unless, like, from these criteria. But after that, you never know. Like, you never know. 
I feel like also touching on what you were saying about how you're you're a different person in different phases mm-hmm. of your life. I feel like since graduating, I have found myself. You know, you find like who you're surround you who who you're going to surround yourself with. You you learn the most about yourself during this time of your life. I think and. In my relationship, I was dating someone that was younger, and sometimes I used to think about, like, the person I was when I was his age is so different than the person I am now. So it was, like, that was just something that I always kind of had in the back of my head. When I was that age, I was, you know, going to bars all the time. Your priorities were different. Yeah, yeah. I do think for you, watching you date somebody who was still in college while you were out of college, I could just see that that was difficult and yeah. like that was going to be really hard. And I did it the other way around and it was difficult that way too. I was the one in college and he was out of college yeah. and it was hard that way too. It, it kind of always almost made me want to like rush through college, which again, and don't do that. Don't rush through college. Yeah. Enjoy that time. But I wanted to because he was older. And so I almost felt like it was the opposite happen- happening for you and you couldn't like figure out adulthood because you kept being pulled back into college life. Yeah. I feel like before we started this episode, we had said we weren't going to get super personal. And I feel like it definitely got personal. But I think it helps for people to know that, like, you're not alone. It's hard. Dating and relationships are hard. And even once you find that person, it's still hard. It's still work. You're still, you know, working on on all of those changes. I mean, I've been married almost two years at this point. But... We obviously went through a massive life change. And so with that comes changes for our relationship and trying to figure out how to navigate that. And that never goes away is I guess what I'm saying. You don't like meet the love of your life and, and, and get married. And then it's all just like butterflies and rainbows forever. Yeah. And I think what's helpful sometimes for people to hear, it's okay if like the person that you thought was going to be the love of your life isn't, Yes, which I think was something that was really hard for me to wrap my head around. Um, because I think what is really important are going making full circle back to the first thing that you said was just making sure your values and your morals align because if they don't then like that it, it's so like sometimes just love isn't enough. No. Like you can love someone, you can love them for who they are and what they believe in and what they think, but if it's not what you believe in and what you what you visualize for your life, no. it's it's your life is a long time. You're going to be with that person for a very long time, hopefully. And so you're not, you've got to, you've got to align on the things you know you're not going to change on. Yeah. I think it's also good to know that it's okay to get out of relationships that aren't right for you as children of divorced parents. You know, we have both watched our parents, not that you were alive for it, but like your dad is on his third marriage. Mom is on her third marriage and uh, like between me and my husband, we only have one of our eight parents who is on marriage number one. And sometimes people would make these comments like, oh, children are divorced are more likely to get divorced. And I actually completely disagree with that because I think watching our parents figure out what worked for them helped me feel confident that I deserve a relationship that works for me and I, I won't. Not that any of our parents settled, but you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, that's, that's interesting because I've actually never thought about, like, it's never oh, really, really crossed my mind. Like, I've never, like... I love that. I'm never, like, oh, like, maybe, and I, it could have a lot to do with, like, our parents just, like, being 
in such great relationships now yeah. that it's almost like fogged the like memory the hindsight right yeah. like you were also super little when when mom and your dad got divorced so you never saw necessarily any of the bad leading up to the actual divorce but i but then i've also seen like mom be treated so well yeah oh and, yeah i mean our current stepdad like is just yeah. so in love with her and just is they're so happy it's so cute yeah. That's what I mean. Like, and being able to see our parents in happy relationships, even if it took them multiple relationships to get there, is a better display for us than if they were still married in unhappy relationships. Completely agree. That's what I mean by yeah. that. Yeah. We have a lot of parents to keep up with, but like you said, our parents are all in happy relationships and that model for us is awesome. Even yeah. if it is step parents. Mm-hmm. And I love that. There was a question. We asked for suggestions for topics. For the year, which, by the way, you are always welcome to send us topic suggestions. We are always sending them in the DMs and comments, etc. But somebody said a question about relationships that I thought we could just include in this episode. I didn't think it needed to be its own whole episode. But she said, generational differences in spouses. In other words, you and your spouse are in two different generations. My hubby and I are almost 12 years apart, is what she said. And... I, I feel like I can touch on this a little bit. My ex was nine years older than me. Technically, we were both millennials, so we weren't really in different generations. But nine years is a lot. It was a lot of years apart, and it definitely impacted things. I think, again, it comes down to the moral of this is your morals and your values. And do those things align? Yeah. And it almost doesn't matter if you are in the same age or not, there's always, you know, you hear people comment like they're young for their age or they're an old soul. You can line up really well with somebody who is not the same age as you. Yeah. As long as you are on the same page with what's important. 100%. Yeah. And I feel like my dad's a little bit older. Yes. Yeah. Our, your, our mom and your dad are, I mean, I was going to say were because they're not married anymore, but they are 14 years apart. Yeah. Which is a big age gap. Obviously. And, you know, it didn't work out for them. But... Yes. And obviously, we will never know all the ins and outs of their relationship. Nobody does besides the two people in the relationship. Right. Uh, But from what we do know, there were other reasons why they were not a good match that had nothing to do with their age gap. Right. So I feel like it can absolutely work if you're willing to make it work. And I think just with any relationship that is in two different generations. I mean, even us as sisters, like any relationship where you have generational differences, there are going to be nuances to it with parents. And so if you add that layer into your, your romantic relationship, it's just another thing that you need to deal with. But I absolutely think it can work. Oh, totally. I'm trying to think if there's any other thoughts I have on dating or relationships. I feel like this kind of turned into like relationship tips, advice, and obviously We are sharing from our personal experiences and what we know, which is all of 32 and 23 years of knowledge. And there are definitely people who have a lot more experience than us. But I think it's important to just remember that, like, you deserve to be happy. Mm -hmm. And if there should be anything you should learn from this episode, it would be that to just prioritize your happiness and what's important to you in a relationship. It's out there. Actually, I do have one more question for you or like thought kind of to wrap up this. Do you believe in soulmates? Yes. Okay. I think I do. I do 
think that there's someone out there that you're meant to be with. So yeah. One person. I think I would have had a different answer if you asked me like last year. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Maybe. I don't. I don't. I love my husband so much and he is amazing, amazing father. And I 100% believe that we have a connection and there we are great for each other. But I don't think that that means that there wouldn't be somebody else that doesn't have my same values that I could make a life work with. Maybe that's a maybe that's a hot take. I mean, I could agree with that. I think I don't have enough experience to like. That's fair. Be able to have a super strong opinion on that. Again, I think if you asked me last year and prior, like I would have been like, oh yeah, like. You know, there is someone out there waiting Mm -hmm. for me, you know, blah, 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 but... I just know, and you're right, maybe it is experience. I know that that relationships, even great ones, require a lot of work, and that I do truly believe that as long as you have those values and things in line and your dreams are on the same path, like, you could make that work with a different person. There are other people in the world that I could have met and have made it work with. And now am I thankful that my path crossed with Sam's and it's him a million percent, but it's, it is something it's interesting. I don't know. Yeah. That is I thought that was a fun take. So let us know your thoughts. If you yeah. feel comfortable sharing, do you believe in soulmates? And uh, we would love to hear your thoughts in the comments or wherever you want to interact with us. If you're not comfortable sharing publicly, you can always send us a DM. If you are on YouTube, please give this video a thumbs up and subscribe. If you're on Apple or Spotify, rate and review. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. And we'll see you next week.